Today on the Locked On Sabres podcast, 19 through 21 in our Sabres money and powerless. We got some news on the Vegas Golden Knights and some leaks on the Sabres reverse retro logo. And I'm not happy about it. We'll get into that coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check us up on our YouTube channel, Twitter at Sneaky Joe Sports, Twitter at JR Hanskin, and at Locked On Sabres. Ready to talk some hockey as we prepare for the football season? Yeah, I'm I'm in unfriendly territory, I guess. If you look around me, I'm surrounded by Eagles stuff. Um, yes. Your brother, um, our co-worker here at Locked On, uh, has graciously allowed me to use his studio. Um, the walls yeah. are not uh, yelling out about uh, Gardner-Johnson <laughs> trade stuff, whatever the Eagles did today. No, yeah, I think that they are they're very – happy to have me here i guess i mean it's a good it's a good day for eagles fans mm-hmm. i would feel um, very uncomfortable sitting in that studio right now yeah i'm I'm surrounded by deshaun jackson um <laughs> the, literally the entire history of the eagles is behind me i love it i mean it's it is like a true fan cave studio for a team um yeah uh what do you have you have a pennant i have some pennants i have uh <laughs> I have Buffalo hates you too. I've got <laughs> here uh, we some go. other Buffalo stuff. I just, yeah, you are yeah. getting you're Buffalo getting dwarfed games. right now. By oh, this, I know. By this one. <laughs> I know. Um, anyways, coming up on today's show, a leak of the reverse retro logo for the Sabres, maybe. Also, uh, some news on the Vegas Golden Knights, and I'll have number 19 through 21 on our Sabres money and powerless, the 30 most influential individuals in the Sabres organization, important, impactful, influential individuals in the Sabres organization. Uh, So far, by the way, on that list, working our way from 30 up, Eric Portillo, Seth Appert, Rasmus Asplund, Henry Okiharyu, Matt Ellis, Yuri Kulich, first-round pick of the Sabres, Noah Osland, the other first-round pick, Craig Oster at number 23, Rasmus Dahlin's agent, and there is an extension to come in a couple of years for him. And uh, number 22 was Uka Pekalukinen. So 21 through 19 on today's list is coming up. Uh, before we do that, let's start with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, before we get to some Sabre stuff, they are making some news in the past couple of days. One, they have signed Phil Kessel to a one-year deal. Yes, Phil Kessel, who is still available. That Phil Kessel, that by the way, is eight games away from breaking the all-time NHL Ironman streak for the most games played in a row in NHL history. And don't you just want to watch the the old-school hockey media types and the, the old hockey fans just melt when Kessel is the all-time NHL Ironman? Yeah, I have a hot take with, like, Ironman things. Like, uh-huh. I think um, I was, like, debating with some friends about this. Like, the Cal Ripken thing like how people like talk about how it's like the greatest like record ever it's like if i played baseball i would make it my life's mission to just show up to every game 
Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could play forever. Now I know we're in like a different world with like illnesses and stuff like that. But like, I would literally have to be like forced not to play to play to not play. Like, I don't think that's a, like all that impressive. I think in hockey, it's far more impressive. Like I actually think Phil Kessel's breaking Phil this Kessel. record would be a more impressive feat. I think Brett Favre's was insane mm-hmm. in the NFL to never not play. Like, I think that that's a crazy impressive stat. Um, but like a sport like baseball, like I don't think Kale Ripken did anything all that special. It's like you could play. I I think I could play like baseball on a sprained ankle if I played like third base. Hmm. Castle. What makes it funny about him is he's not necessarily right. He's not known for his workout (laughs) regimen, you know, uh, hot dog guy, hot dog guy. Um, he has not missed a game since the 2009, 2010 NHL season. So his streak is longer than the Sabres playoff drought. How about that? It's pretty crazy. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like, well, is that good for the Sabres? Does that make us feel good? That yeah, Phil Castle's streak anything is that's longer? longer, anything that's longer than the playoff drought, I think should make <laughs> us feel at least a little good. Castle's games played streak. Uh, he needs eight. He'll break that October 25th against the Sharks. Uh, assuming that the Golden Knights do play him all eight of those games. And he does play all eight of those games. That's not the whole reason why I bring him up, but because Vegas has made a couple things happen in the last week. The other news is Robin Leonard's out for the season. He has double hip surgery. He's done for the year. They, the golden Knights, even though they are $10 million over the salary cap, still somehow have room. They're the Rams, right? They just, they are 10 million over the cap. Ah, we'll make a trade fourth round pick for Aiden Hill, the backup goaltender of the San Jose sharks who's been a good backup, but he's never been a starter and he's going to be pressed into duty as the guy for Vegas this year in front of Larray Brossois, who is their other NHL goaltender. So what does all this mean? By the way, let me add one more thing here. Mark stone, Mark stone, the arguably best player on the golden Knights. He is still out after having surgery and it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready for training camp. And maybe he's iffy for the start of the regular season. Um, what does all this mean for Jack Eichel's Golden Knights? Should they be concerned? I think the stone injury is at least a little concerning, but you'd think he's back at some point. I don't know, Jordan. I think trouble could be ahead if they don't figure out goaltending. Yeah, so with with the cap first, they have to not play people, right? They have to do like the lightning thing, right? There have to be guys with IR. salary that they have to put on long-term IR. Um, So... Whether you not like that or not, like it is like kind of cheating the system, but they're still like choosing not to play players that are getting paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's gonna affect them. You would think their talent yes. that they're gonna be able to play. Like if Mark Stone can't play, that's gonna hurt them. And if they put him on long term IR, I imagine he has to stay there for a long term. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, it seems to me like Jack Eichel is in a spot where he's like going to be asked to carry a squad again. And we've seen that that doesn't go all that well for him. I don't, I don't like, I don't think he wants, he didn't go to Vegas to be put in that spot. He went to Vegas to go to a team that wins and be able to just kind of be an extra piece, a good piece, but be like a top six guy and not have to worry about having the weight of the world on his shoulders. And it's one of those, the grass isn't always greener because it's turning out that that is mm-hmm. more and more. It seems like that's what he's going to be tasked to do. 
And that's kind of what it was like at the end of the year last year. They're like, why isn't Jack Eichel producing a ton for us? Why isn't he helping us win? Mm. And it's, I think the pressure mounts and mounts and mounts. I, I don't, I don't like their odds this year. Yeah. I, I think they have too much talent to not be a, a playoff contender, at least if not even a Stanley cup contender, but I think the goaltending is a big question mark that could really sink their season. And on Eichel, I thought an interesting quote from Bruce Cassidy, the new coach of the golden Knights. He said uh, yesterday in a story at NHL.com on Eichel, he says Eichel won't have the pressure of being the number one guy anymore. When referencing Mark stone, when Mark stone eventually comes back quote on Eichel, some nights less, some nights less is going to be more because you're on a good team. You don't have to be driving everything every night. We have other good players. It doesn't mean you take nights off. That's not what I'm saying. Understand that you give us 18 and a half, 19 solid minutes, win your share of draws, make plays. But if you're not on the score sheet that night and we're winning games and you're helping us, that's a positive. End quote from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, 18 and a half minutes, win some faceoffs. That's come on. That's the bars. I, I, Eichel shouldn't have to carry the team, but. That's not working. If Eichel's just went a oh, faceoff specialist playing second line center minutes, uh, no, that, that ain't what they paid ten million for and traded all that to get. So that sounds to me like they're not wanting to put Eichel in the spotlight too much of being the savior like he was here, because clearly the expectation is higher than that. You got to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds to me like that's like like sports psychology or whatever you want to put on it, like. Sure. Let's make Jack feel as comfortable as possible. Um, the role is diminished so that he can, like, like they set the bar low so we can hop over it easily. Yeah. Um. That's that. That's what that sounds like to me. It's coach speak. Um. But we'll see what happens when they're on a seven game losing streak in November, and they're saying, "Wow, Jack hasn't scored at all these seven games." Right. Like, Wait, what what will be then? I think it's nice that he's in Vegas where it seems like Vegas fans just kind of love their nights. Um, mm-hmm. but like he's not he's in a he's in a southern market where it's like they just, you know, they just if the team performs at a decent level, they'll be happy. Um, but in terms of like management, like Vegas is shooting for the stars here and they're they've messed up, it mm-hmm. seems massively. Um, because I don't think their team's as good as it used to be. Um, and like, it seems like their management just keeps, I don't know. Like, I think I'm not as high on them. You said, you said their talent is like too good. I don't know if they are. I don't know. That's They're not deep. I mean, they're definitely top heavy, but yeah. Eichel stone, Riley Smith is still there. Marsha show. Um, Petrangelo is a franchise defenseman. So is Theodore. Like they are top heavy. They're certainly, they're not going to touch Colorado. No, and they're not going to touch like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a like, aren't there like, I imagine the West is there are teams that are going to get better. Like the Ducks are going to get better. Um, Everyone, but well, actually, I can't even say Calgary won't get better. Calgary is worse in like the Calgary long did. term, but for the short term, they're just as good as they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Who are the juggernauts out West? I mean, Colorado is the answer to that. Edmonton has McDavid. So they always have to be put in that conversation. Right. Um. Same not Lewis a lot of juggernauts. A lot of pretty good. A lot of pretty good. I think after that, yeah, so they, okay. they might they might be in that tier, fighting it out with, you know, fighting it out with the uh, the Minnesotas of the world. I think it's yeah. probably right for them. Um. All right. 
We, by the way, the other NHL news today, don't need to do too much on it, but Mike Sullivan, uh, head coach of the Penguins, signs a three-year extension. I think he was going into the final year of his deal. Um, so they get that locked up. Make sure that's not a storyline throughout the season. Sullivan returning to Pittsburgh for the long term. All right, the Sabres logo. We got to get to this when we come back. A blue and gold goat head might be on the way as the Sabres reverse retro logo. That is coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. First, this message from the NHTCA. It's never okay to drive stoned. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. It's never okay to drive stoned. What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slows way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked On Savers podcast. We do have a leaked reverse retro Sabres logo. Now, I was told midway through last season, there was a red and black alternate coming and that the plan was it was going to be unveiled at throwback night against, I believe the capitals that did not happen. It was even reported right before that, by the way, aesthetics reported did their own reporting. Hey, this is coming. Sabres black and red alternate. The logo is a little bit cleaned up, um, but it looks mostly the same. Doesn't happen. Get to the off season. No announcement, not by the end of the season, through the offseason. It's August 30th, still hasn't happened. Last week, we see a leak, and there was a lot of leaks across the NHL because apparently someone at the NHL website accidentally put up long sleeve t-shirts of all the reverse retro uh, styles on the website. So, like, there's the San Jose Sharks in the California Golden Seals script, but it says San Jose Sharks. There's the screaming, screaming eagle for the Capitals. I know you're gonna love that one, right? Oh yeah. And there's the Sabers, and it's a blue and gold goat head. And this is the image that we see. It's a little grainy, but this is it zoomed up. This is what we saw. Now, upon first review, it appears as though it's exactly the same as the original goat head, but. They've taken some of the some of the style out of the left and that area where if you thought the logo was backwards for a long time, like I did, you thought it was the mouth of the dragon. That now is like it's white space above it. A lot of white space. Sabermetrics on Twitter. They did a great job doing his best to recreate what the logo would look like. And I just put it up for our YouTube audience. I... I'm, I'm okay. I like that they're bringing back the goat head in some form. If this is indeed what happens, but one, I'm not a fan of it not being red and black. And two, I think taking out the stuff on the left, whatever you would call that, the 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 texture on the left of the logo, it kind of makes it look unfinished to me, and I don't think I like that part of it. It's a snow buffalo, um, but it's like. Uh... <laughs> The one thing that draws my attention is that the red eye is still a red eye. Yes, that's true. Like that, like, I don't know. It just, yeah, you're right. Like I get unfinished vibes here. Like they did like a Photoshop and they didn't complete it. 
Right. Um, now, like, don't get me wrong. I don't. I I like the logo, and I think that it would be cool to have those that jersey style back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like our reverse retro not to be white again. Like, I just think like mm. Sabres need some more colors. Like, I feel like we've been we've been doing like we've had white winter classics, white. Um, the 50th anniversary was a white jersey. Yeah. Um, I would like to have a, a jersey with some color. Um, yeah. would you rather have this or would you rather have a? I just thought of this one, like the black and red buff a slug a black and red buff a slug i think i'd rather have this that might be going a bit too far <laughs> that would be electric i mean i want black and red i don't want black and red i think it all costs though <laughs> you know i what about like a black at, th- at that point why not just go all the way black and red 40th anniversary alternates or the, black and red turd burger buffalo bison style oh no no turd burger leave that in the dust um <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what color this uniform would be though. I mean, they have you're right. They have done a lot of white, so this it would logo, probably be. I would hope blue. it would be blue, but I would I would imagine they would they would probably keep the they like to have the white ones. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it's another opportunity to wear white at home, I guess. Um, That's true. That's a good but, point. But yeah, I, I think they haven't had a col- colored alternate in over a decade. I think. Well, no, the the Turbers. Um I also don't want to rule out the possibility that. They have a reverse retro uniform, which would be the goat head blue and gold and also have a red and black alternate. But I don't know, man. That's two logo. That's two alternates with the same logo. Just different. They could do that third one that a lot of people loved. Uh, What do you mean? With the the puck with the swords. Oh, the but they did. They just did that right. The last time they did the reverse. They did. They did that. People love that, too, though. Yeah, I just think of Eric Stahl in that uniform, and I can't, I can't get past it. Eric <laughs> Stahl, stuff. In that yeah. Uniform. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. I still want to believe there's a red and black coming, but I'm becoming more and more pessimistic. Now I, I know the league's getting rid of Adidas. Are is reverse yeah, retro done after this? I think, I think so. it is right. I think so. So uh, that that's a good point. Is there is what's happening right now is one last go with reverse retro, and then whoever the new uh, apparel line of the NHL is or manufacturer is next year, the Sabers are going to say, "All right, we'll wait. We'll do red and black next year with whoever we have." Co-op. Remember though, Adidas they did the slow roll right the first year like stunk because they had no alternates. Yes. Yeah. Like I hope this. I hope this other. Just get Reebok back. Is Reebok still a thing? Do people have still Reebok? Reebok stunk. Nike. You want Nike. You want Nike. NHL, if you're man. the NHL, you want Nike. Do we? Yeah. What, what if they go Better to like than, Europe like, and get one of those weird ones? Like uh, Puma? Like Gazprom. No, Gazprom's not. A, that's like a, I don't even know what that is. Um, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, Puma. Uh, oh, it's going to be. You know what? There's a bunch of be, those weird ones. It's going to be like Fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be horrendous if they get fanatics. Um, all right. We'll take a time out here when we come back 19 through 21 on our Sabres money and power list. The 30 most powerful individuals in the Sabres organization and the 30 individuals have the most influence on this team writing the ship and getting good. That's coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin, betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Jordan just threw a little down on the money line for Brighton and Hove. What's going on in that game? Is it going well? I don't think it started yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 240. Yeah, we're recording 245. So they are warming up. 
Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> not just soccer, Major League Baseball, NFL's coming up. Uh, NBA and NHL won't be. NBA and NHL, they're always right behind the NFL. It really sneaks up on you how quickly those seasons come. Uh, golf, the Tour Championship just wrapped up. Um, you're going to have the President's Cup, eSports, combat sports. Uh, they got it all. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase, Jordan Hanskin, back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. One through 30, the most influential individuals, powerful individuals in the Sabres organization. We're counting down from 30. So far, 30, Eric Portillo, 29, Seth Appert, 28, Rasmus Asplund, 27, Henry Okiharyu, 26, assistant coach, right-hand man for Don Granado, Matt Ellis, 25, first-round pick Yuri Kulich, 24, first-round pick Noah Osland, number 23, agent for Rasmus Dahlin at Newport Sports, Craig Oster, Number 22, Uka And number 21 on our list is Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, who has many years, many, many years left on his contract with the Buffalo Sabres. And he will really have to try to not become an anchor on this team. An anchor that Oposo became, an anchor that Leno was, an anchor that Josh Georges was. So many bad contracts over the years. Skinner has five years left on his contract at 30 years old. So it'll take him through his age 35 season, 33 goals last year in his uh, first year away from Ralph Krueger with the Sabres since Phil Housley was the coach. So Jeff Skinner at number 21, just due to the cap ramifications, right? It's a $9 million contract. And if it goes downhill, it's going to feel painful for the Sabres for a long time. But if he could tread water as that 25 to 35 goals a year guy, then, you know, 9 million will still be a lot for him, but it won't feel like you're throwing money away um, for Skinner. So I think because of the length of the contract and the potential of just having an anchor on your roster, um, that Skinner is number 21 as the most influential individual in the Sabres organization. Number 20 on our list, Ryan Johnson, defenseman prospect, University of Minnesota. The reason I have Johnson so high is he's got influence right now in that he holds all the cards with his future. One year from now, he can hit free agency. Less than a year from now, he can hit free agency. And he is an important asset. He is one of the best defensive prospects in the organization. He is someone that projects to be an NHL defenseman, a puck-moving defenseman. Um, And, again, he holds all the cards as to whether or not he's going to stay as a former first-round pick that's been in college now for this will be his fourth year. So I have Ryan Johnson coming in at number 20 uh, due to some of the the leverage he has over the team. The number 19, actually, coincidentally, there was an athletic story about this individual today uh, that Matthew Fairburn wrote. Uh, it's very good. I would urge you to check it out. Uh, Jerry Fortin, the director of amateur scouting for the Buffalo Sabres. I have it number 19. The reason I have Fortin so high as one of the top executives is he is, I had Matt Ellis, uh, Don Granado's right-hand man at 26. Fortin is Kevin Adams' right-hand man. I, I think day-to-day, that seems to be the guy that's working the closest with Kevin Adams. Now, Sam Ventura, who leads the analytics department, he has, I haven't gotten to him yet. I'm going to, he's higher on this list. 
he has more sway on this team, but he's kind of running his own department. And Fortin is doing a lot of the video scouting, a lot of assisting Kevin Adams. He has his hands all over the draft. He is working in turn with Ventura. In fact, that story that Fairburn wrote was with Fortin. Fortin really detailing the relationship he has with Ventura and connecting the video scouting element of the Sabres front office to the analytics uh, area of the Sabres front office. And those two sides working in tandem, really good piece in depth that shows you how much power Ventura and the analytics guys have right now in the Sabres front office. Cause it's a lot, but guys like Fortin allow them to have that power. And I think due to that and director of amateur scouting, I, I was the first one to tell you drafting Jack Quinn was a bad idea. And that looks amazing two years later. So while it's too early to just declare that they're great at drafting, the signs look pretty positive. So with all of that being said, I've got Jerry Fortin at number 19, Ryan Johnson at 20, Jeff Skinner at 21. Um, how do those guys sound to you being ranked that high when it comes to, again, like influence and power in the uh, the Sabres organization? Um, yeah, so I would probably say Skinner to me. Um, is probably higher than Johnson just because there aren't many guys on the Sabres that you would say have like, they're going to be on the team five years from now. Right. Like the, sure. Jeff Skinner is probably the only one that you could say like pretty, pretty certainly, you know, you know it, you know, it. like he is yeah. on this team for at least five years unless they buy him out. And that would, that would take catastrophe. Like, I don't think they're going to buy out a guy that puts up 25 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, So, and I don't think it would be in their best interest to do that. Whereas Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson, it seems like is getting like, it seems like the Sabres are like, okay with not having him for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, they, or I mean, they're they just really, like, they don't have much of a say, I guess. Yeah. Or they're just, they're just like, you know, sitting on their hands. Like, let's see what happens. Like maybe yeah. he will want to come here, um, prove himself. Or maybe he'll get a better offer somewhere somewhere else. Um, so I don't know like how much his influence is there. I think it's a big thing for the Sabers. Like if they really think he's good, um, but I don't think it's that big of a deal because we have a lot of guys at that specific position. Um, and I agree with you with uh, for Fortin. Um, I think that yeah, being Kevin Adams is like right-hand man is important. Um, I, yeah, I agree. And I agree too, that the analytics department's more impactful because I think that you can see that the, those hands are definitely very involved with the Sabre rebuild here. Yeah. Um, it's not just one thing or the other. Now it's like a total, I guess they're baking everything into the pie now and yes. they're, they're, they're advancing um, in that regard. So yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of this list. I like this list this I- far. It's interesting. I shouldn't say Fortin, by the way, is like the right-hand man. There's like two, because Jason Carmanos is as well, the associate GM okay. of the Sabres. But I, I have not gotten to him yet. He's also going to be higher mm. on this list. Uh, yeah, so that's 19. So we've so got... They're all part of like the small team. council here. Yes. Uh, all part of the all part of the small council, yes. Um, Fortin would be like the... Uh, the, the Varus? <laughs> yeah, master of ships. Potentially. <laughs> okay, master, master of ship. ships. I like master of ships. Master of ships. Um, that draft history, by the way, the two really right now, I, I that would give them credit for Quinn and Paterka. I mean, they're on track to be stud players, maybe. And that was eighth overall, and it was a questionable pick at the time by a lot of people. And Paterka's a second round pick. Um, 
and past that, like, again, we got to wait and see how good Isaac Rosine's going to be and uh, the Russian kids, Alexander Kisikov. But the signs are pretty positive, I would say, on the draft front so far. And he is he's the draft guy, amateur scouting. All right, uh, that's it for us today in the Locked On Sabres podcast. Be sure to check us out on our YouTube channel and uh, like and subscribe. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you may be listening. And we'll have 18 through 16 on our next list. See if we get any more Jersey news from the Sabres as we uh, are approaching training camps under a month away. So uh, we'll get there um, quicker. And we also, I think, are going to have over-unders released for the Sabres in the next couple of days at Bet Online. So stay tuned for that, and we'll talk some betting stuff with the, the Sabres season in the next couple of weeks. Jody Biasi, Jordan Hanskin, thanks for listening here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.